This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Kenyan Wall Street podcast. My name is Prince Muragori. I am the resident economist at the Kenyan Wall Street, and I'll be your host. In today's episode, I'm very happy, very happy indeed, that I am joined by another economist, and in fact, a very seasoned and accomplished economist. And to top it all, she's a woman. Um, and this, this is particularly amazing because the field of econ happens to be one of the fields with very few women compared to most other humanities and social sciences. So folks, stay tuned, because today is a good day to be listening to the Kenyan Wall Street podcast. And I know you must be wondering who I have in the show today. So let me introduce our guest. And I won't give you her name just yet. I want to give some background information about her. And then I'll give you her name at the very end, if you won't have guessed it already. So first things first, our guest studied at the University of Fribourg in Switzerland, or as I think they pronounce it, Université de Fribourg. <laughs> I think I had seen that on the internet. I don't know if I did it right. So that's what she studied. And she graduated with a master's in econometrics and a PhD in quantitative economics. Oh yes, a solid education is the foundation of a solid economist. So education check. So she spent a few years in the same university working and teaching statistics until about 2006 after which she moved to work at Credit Suisse Management in Zurich as a fixed income portfolio engineer for two years. So from economist to engineer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's go on. She then returned to Rwanda. So I've given you the first hint. She's Rwandan or, or Rwandese or as we say here in East Africa, Banya Rwanda. So keep listening for more hints. I'll give them to you in just a moment. She came back to Rwanda in 2009 and was appointed as the senior advisor to the director general of the National Institute of Statistics in Rwanda. And a year later, she became the director general. Oh yes, she was moving with speed. And it gets even better. You see, after serving as the director general for about three years until 2012, she moved to, she moved to the office of the president in Rwanda, where she served as the head of strategy and policy as well as the chief economist. Presidential, that's what we call it, guys, presidential. And um, so she was at the office of the president for some three years, after which she moved to her current and most recent role, which is the chief executive officer, CEO of the Bank of Kigali. And let me mention that the Bank of Kigali is the largest commercial bank in Rwanda by total assets. Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have given you many hints, and as many of you may have guessed it already, our guest for today is none other than Dr. Diane Karusisi. Dr. Diane, welcome to the Kenyan Wall Street Podcast. We are absolutely delighted to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Prince. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. So, let's get to it. Dr. Diane, um, you will be one of the African women in finance participating in this year's edition of the, the Africa Regional E-Conference for Leading Women in Banking and Finance, 
organized by the Kenya, Kenya Bankers Association. And um, it's going to, to be happening online, as with most conferences in 2020, on the 15th and 16th of October. And we're very excited for this upcoming event. And the theme is Breaking Barriers and Redefining Leadership in Africa. So Dr. Diane, in anticipation for this great conference, which celebrates and highlights the contribution of women in the field of uh, econ finance, I have some three short questions for you today. Are you ready? I am ready, Prince. Okay. So the first question, Dr. Diane, is being a woman who has risen through various industry ranks to currently heading the largest commercial bank in Rwanda as the CEO, you know, how would you advise women and particularly the upcoming young ladies in this male-dominated economics and finance space? How can they adequately position themselves and their careers in order to be in a position to qualify for top executive roles in leading financial institutions as you have done yourself? Thank you, Prince, uh, for this question. Uh, I think maybe as, as you know and uh, all the people who are listening to us today know, uh, in Rwanda, there's, a, there's been real progress on gender diversity in the past few years. Uh, bank of Kigali is not the only bank led by women. We have four banks mm -hmm. uh, in Rwanda that are led by women. Uh, the largest telco in Rwanda is, is also led by a woman. So this shows that uh, both in the public sector and private sector, you know, people see value in having more women in leadership positions. So, so let me come now to the some pieces of advice I want to offer today. Mm -hmm. First of all, I'll start with uh, the women in leadership, myself and uh, all my fellow women in, in leadership. Mm -hmm. I think we, we have a responsibility to demonstrate in, and encourage a culture that fosters gender inclusion in our work workspace and our workplaces. So it, it's very important for us. It's, it's beyond, it's actually a responsibility and a duty to empower the next generation of women leaders to empower young women who want, who aspire to be uh, like us, to be real role models for them. So, so this is very important, uh, and, and that's why my advice will first go to uh, women in leadership, including myself. Mm -hmm. Because today, you'll see uh, women in top positions, uh, but when you go to middle management level, we'll see that the women continue to be underrepresented. So it's important that us leaders address this and uh, empower women uh, to be the next generation of leaders. Now, for, for young ladies, I think I'll just give the advice that I wish someone had given me, or I, I wish I could give myself if I, uh, I were to go uh, some few years back, is, is, you know, first of all, believe, believe, and, and believe in, in yourself. And the other thing that uh, maybe many women, including myself, uh, uh, make as a mistake is never assume that good work will speak for itself. Mm -hmm. You will need to speak up. You'll need to show uh, that you have uh, good points. Uh, you will need to go out there and to get the praise that you deserve because many women tend to be shy in the workplace even when they, they have uh, good ideas, good contribution. Uh, they, they feel, they feel um, uh, shy to, to share this good contribution. So, so my, my only advice to these young uh, ladies, believe in yourself, speak out, be there, look out for other women uh, that are in, in your workplace and try to work together and uh, to achieve uh, your ambitions and grow in leadership positions. Okay. Thank you. Very, very well said. You, you, I like one thing that you have mentioned, which is that good work uh, might not always speak for itself. You have to actually take initiative and, and move yourself and uh, position yourself and make yourself known and heard. So 
moving on to something that you have mentioned about Rwanda, that, you know, Rwanda enjoys representation not only in um, the corporate space, but also in the, the public space, in the public sector. We know that since 2003, Rwanda has consistently had the highest female representation proportionally of um, female parliamentarians in the world, which is, I think, uh, about over 60% in the lower house. In your opinion, um, what is the biggest unique advantage created by, you know, having higher female representation? And, and what can other African countries uh, do to achieve this too? Because uh, so many of them lag behind in terms of that particular statistic. Yeah, th thank you for the question. You know, it, it's, it is known all over that Rwanda has had uh, leadership that believes in the contribution of women in uh, transforming the society. That's why I think, you know, they've even put it in the constitution that we need to have a certain percentage of women uh, in, in, in certain roles uh, in government. Mm -hmm. So it, it shows that uh, people really believe that uh, women can have a, a critical position in, in changing uh, our society for the better. So I, I think what women add, uh, in, in this case, uh, mainly in parliament, is to you know, add a new dimension to the policy agenda uh, that will focus more on the well-being of people. I think that's important. We've seen, uh, you know, I've been seeing it in the news that uh, countries that have, have, have uh, uh, better managed the, the COVID-19 crisis are those that are led by women, like uh, New Zealand, I think Germany, etc. So, so women, I think they add something that is important to the policy agenda, the focus on the well-being of, of people, which is, is, is very important. So they want all policy actions to have an impact on the well-being of people. So this is important. Now, I don't know if in terms of policy outcomes, uh, there is a real difference. Uh, so this is something that, you know, uh, that some research needs to be uh, done there. But what I believe for us in Rwanda is the, big, the single biggest advantage is that having that many women in parliament, but also in all um, level of government, local government, uh, um, government, you know, everywhere. I think it's the, the biggest contribution uh, to our societies the mystifying female leadership for us and for the next generation of, of our people, showing that it's normal to have a woman as a leader. Mm -hmm. Today, in, in my um, I, uh, the way the place I live, we have female leaders. It, it has become something very normal to have uh, female uh, women as leaders in our society, and this is important because we play a we, we become role models for you know our daughters for the next generation to show that you know women also can have an important contribution to the society and not only in rwanda i think we're also showing the rest of the world and the rest of the continent that having women uh, in, in in these leadership positions is actually contributing uh, to the development and the transformation of societies and maybe it's it's not um, random uh, mm -hmm. if rwanda has uh, um, transformed in the past at least 20 years uh, in terms of uh, the development agenda. We've seen a lot of progress in education, in health outcomes. So maybe it's, it's not just random, you know, having all these women in leadership and seeing uh, the development out outcomes, I think it's also inspiring uh, not only the next generation of, uh, of Rwandan leaders, but also uh, more, more people in the region and on the continent. Yes, absolutely. I agree that um, it helps to demystify and normalize this. And um, as an African continent, we're in a stage where we do need to figure out um, good policies that 
work for us with our unique situations and definitely um, having higher participation of female, uh, high, having higher female participation in the labor force in various industries definitely bridges that gap. Now, moving on to my final question, Dr. Karusisi is, you know, in the upcoming Leading Women in Finance e-conference, you will be one of the panelists. And uh, I think the topic you will be discussing is entitled Peak Performance in Turbulent Times, How to Effectively Respond to Headwinds in a Dynamic Industry Environment. So in a nutshell, what are some of the things that our audience should look forward to in your discussion? Uh, thank you. I, th I think this is a very uh, topical and, and relevant subject uh, in these uh, times. Mm -hmm. uh, what we've tried uh, at Bank of Kigali uh, to focus on is, again, to put the priorities first, uh, which is extremely important uh, because sometimes uh, every leader will recognize these priorities are too many. And uh, when your time is scattered, then it's, it's really difficult to focus. So what we are, we've done and what we're trying to do is to put a priority first. And when I mean priority is the well-being of our staff and our clients and the, you know, the well-being of our community in general. So this has been, I think, uh, the most important thing as, you, as we weather through this crisis, to show our staff, to show our clients that we are there, we are there for them. We are there to support them uh, uh, through uh, these, these tough, tough times. I think that that's something that will remain in one year, in two years, when people will look back and we'll people want to know that this organization, I was working there and I felt uh, heard, I felt considered, I felt valued. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for clients. They really need to see that Bank of Kigali is supporting them through these uh, tough times. So, so this is our first priority. Uh, putting the well-being of our communities uh, first. Uh, so then I think what is also very important during this crisis is to watch the trends that are being sort of exacerbated by the crisis. And I think that everyone is now seeing that uh, the future is digital, uh, the future of, of banking and financial services, etc., is digital. Right. So people need to look back at their strategy and whatever they are doing or they're implementing see if the trends that are being shown uh, by, by the current crisis are being considered and worked on because they are showing us uh, where the future is. And I think uh, this is extremely all important for us to look back, look at our plans, uh, look at our teams, uh, look at our strategies, if we are you know, prioritizing uh, uh, the move to digital. And I think that is something that is going to be extremely important now and also in the future. So, so in a nutshell, I think it will be putting the people first, mm -hmm. uh, which is extremely important, but also looking at the company, looking at the uh, pro programs and strategies that we have and, and make sure that uh, the, the trends that we are seeing today are being uh, worked on and are being addressed um, uh, in our strategies. So I think that that's what I want to discuss, but I have a lot of time to prepare until October. So probably uh, I'll, I'll also have some, gained some more experience until then. Thank you. Absolutely. And um, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Dean, for those amazing insights. We do hope that our listeners have been inspired, you know, particularly the ladies in our audience, to know that it, it, it can be done. And we are definitely looking forward to seeing you at the e-conference. Thank you very much, uh, Prince. I look forward to uh, 
meeting virtually with all the people at the conference and I look for, forward to very insightful uh, discussions. Thank you. Thank you for, for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure. And um, also for our listeners, thank you so much for joining and listening on today's episode. And for more information on what uh, Dr. Diane and her colleagues will be sharing in the coming conference, you can register for the e-conference um, through the following website, www.africaleadingwomen.com. So we hope that everyone is staying safe. Do have a wonderful rest of the day from wherever you're listening from in the African continent and beyond. That's it from me. Follow us at Kenyan Wall Street on Twitter. And you can also follow me at Prince underscore Muraguri on Twitter. Thank you and goodbye.